the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. You can find out more about us on our Facebook page at Firing Line Radio Show or on our website, FiringLineRadio.com. Of course, all the usual places such as Instagram. I don't do Twitter, but Instagram, you'll find it, Firing Line Radio Show, um, Facebook pages. And on the Facebook page, this is something you need to do. I'm starting off right off the bat here reminding you, you have to join the group. If you go to Firing Line Radio Show, there's a little blue button that says visit group. Click it, apply for it, I'll put you in the group. That's where all the giveaways happen. That's where all the marketing and the fun stuff happens. All the good stuff happens inside the group. We had to join up with the group because Facebook is throttling back anything else under 2A, and this is the only way you'll see all the posts. So it's active, lots of people are posting in there. It's a lot of fun, and this is where you get all of your information and our giveaways. And we do have some splendid giveaways from our product sponsors. Folks, joining me on the show, I have Kelly McMillan. Kelly McMillan of McMillan Stocks out of Phoenix, Arizona. Kelly, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Phil. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure anytime you're able to come on. You know, last week we just did, uh, last weekend, we just did a seminar course out here, which you'd been involved in in the past, uh, with uh, uh, Rex Defense, rexdefense.com, and uh, Rex Tibor, I know you know who he is. I do, and I was going to ask you about that. How did that go? It went great. We did it at the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. Uh, had a lot of people there, a lot of good information, and it was it was raining cats and dogs anyway, so you might as well have been inside getting good information on long-range shooting, because you certainly weren't exactly. doing it that day. So uh, th- this was not the range portion of it, just the classroom portion. Exactly, what you attended okay. in last year. Uh-huh. And, cool. of course, on one of the uh, tables there was a fine selection of Macmillan stocks, just in case anybody wanted to see what they actually look like. Yeah, I'm sure none of those guys that were in attendance had any idea of what Macmillan does <laughs> or, or who they are. But, yeah, thanks for helping me out on that. I appreciate it. I, I know you need the biz. I know you need the biz. So that's, well, so we're trying know, to do our part always here. always good to be uh, well represented. Well, it's interesting, though, because... You know, one of the things we talked about in that seminar is are the ergonomics. Now, of course, when you're when you're building a rifle and a rifle system, you need to have stability. So you have to have an absolute stable platform for your stock. No, no question about it. Glass bedded, fiberglass, whatever you have, it's got to be stable. But on top of that, because people are trying to shoot thousand, two thousand, three thousand, or even longer, as we'll talk about in a little bit, you have a whole different ergonomic setup that's required. And 
the size of modern scopes, some of them being 40 millimeters on the tube, not the objective lens, but on the tube, right, the tube. really has to, has to have an adjustable cheek piece or do some kind of modification on it just to be able to look down your, your, uh, or look down your optics. And I'm sure that's something that you've seen industry-wide. Well, absolutely. Scopes are getting bigger and bigger and longer and longer. As a matter of fact, I just picked up uh, a, an M40A1 clone that Macmillan Firearms did uh, back when I owned the company. I ended up, uh, you know, we sold it to a customer and I ended up buying it back because uh, he needed the money. Uh, so I ended up having one of the 20 that we made. And I looked at it and I thought, man, that scope looks like a compact. That, that Unertle used to seem so big and heavy and sturdy. And now it looks like a little compact yes. compared to the Night Force and uh, the ATAC R's and, and the U.S. optics that we're using on long range guns now. Yeah, and some of those, I mean, there's, you know, you could use them to pound a fence post in. <laughs> they're giant pieces of aluminum, but they're, they're great optics all the way around. But that has caused uh, stock manufacturers and long range shooters to reach for something else. And so one of the things we had uh, that we were showing off there were the adjustable cheek pieces. And that's a big deal because I learned early on, well, I'd like to say I learned early on, but I did eventually learn, how should I put it that way, that part of the reason I had poor groupings when I rescoped a rifle was my eye was not in the exact same spot every time because the stock no longer fit me for that optic selection. And that happens when you upgrade your stocks. But, you know, we have enough stocks out there with enough options for everybody that you can figure out what you need and, and uh, we can help you out when that happens. If you say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to build, a, I've got a 300 Win Mag hunting rifle and I'm going to switch it to a long range shooting rifle. Well, you know, you can put a new barrel on it and put a new scope and, and a 300 Win Mag is perfectly fine for shooting 1,000 yards or more. So it would make a great gun. Um, but if you were trying to do it with the same gun, with the same barrel and the same stock, probably not going to have a lot of success. So being able to switch out those components that are going to make it a long-range competition-type gun is going to help you be successful whether you're ever going to compete or not. Right. And the other part on the adjustability is it's not just up and down. You know, everybody's face has a different structure to it. And some of your cheek pieces are not only adjustable vertically, but horizontally. So you can really get behind the gun comfortably in the same position every time. That's, um, unfortunately, that's something that people don't realize. They see the two holes in the top of the cheek piece and they think, oh, well, that's just how they hold the cheek piece onto the mechanism. But actually, if you loosen those uh, screws, you can slide the cheek piece vertically, either towards you or away from you, and you get about three-eighths of an inch of adjustment that way. But you can also cant it, uh, you know, either put the nose forward or the nose away, depending on how it fits you and what's comfortable for you. So there's a lot of adjustment in there that people sometimes just not aware of because they haven't really either asked us about it or tried to uh, loosen those screws and see what happens. Well, actually, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people out there with a screw loose already, so we need to watch out for that. And and also, if your firearm is not shooting properly, you should always try and uh, tighten the nut at the end of the stock. Do you, exactly. Do you put that instruction in all of your boxes? Well, you know, one thing that you found out through Facebook and social media these days is everybody can really shoot. 
Oh. So you really don't have to tell anybody that. <laughs> well, I actually let the secret out of the matter is, is that, you know, it's almost never the gun. <laughs> I, I, I let the uh, secret out of the box there. And what we do out here is we shoot one shot. You know, we, we shoot one shot into a plain piece of paper, go out and draw a circle around the hole. And uh, that seems to work out pretty well. We hit a bullseye every time. Exactly. Well, that's all that people care about, the perception, not the reality. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got a 15-shot string, and you zoom in on the three that are closest together and post that one. Yeah, we were talking about this 6,000-yard shot, and there's a, a bunch of people. I posted a video that I took with my phone. And, you know, you only have one opportunity to post something that's going to happen for the first time. And I just turned my camera, the video on, got it, you know, pointed at, at Paul Phillips. And he had just pulled the trigger as it started. So if, if you don't catch it immediately upon where it starts, you're not going to see that first shot. Well, a bunch of people were complaining about, well, it didn't take, it only took three seconds to get there. I, I said, no, it took 17. You're, you're just confused. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, people become experts uh, on social media, and we had one guy just knocking the heck out of Paul about, you know, not being able to hit it several times. And and uh, but he's from the UK, and you know for a fact he's never shot over a thousand yards. Well, so let's you know I wanted to bring that up in the next segment, but we can start it here. Let's just talk about the factors that are involved. This shot was up at Shot Show, uh, out in Vegas area, somewhere out in the desert, I imagine. Um, just how did you guys mark off this particular range? Because it was an odd, like 6,017 yards or yeah, something like that? 6,012 yards. Um, and I have to admit that I wasn't there for the first day. Uh, Paul Phillips, who is the captain of uh, GPG uh, ELR team, uh, which is also sponsored by McMillan, um, decided they wanted to have a practice. So, you know, they're they're getting tuned up for the King of Two Mile, which will be in either the end of June or 1st of July at Raton at the Whittington Center. So they wanted to have a practice. And and during this practice, they just said, hey, we can get out to uh, 6,000 yards here. Let's just put a target out there, have some fun, and see what we can do. It wasn't a world record. They weren't trying to accomplish anything that, that anybody else hadn't done. They just picked that distance because they actually had a military range finder that could get that kind of range. And, um, and and an area that would uh, a dry lake bed that would allow them to shoot that far, and so they just set it up. You use that, you know, really really expensive military type range finder to get the the range and uh, started throwing bullets downrange. So so this particular shot six thousand and twelve yards. I have no idea what the longest shot ever is, but that that's got to be up there somewhere. But. Um... <sighs> Was that three and a half miles? Yeah, three point two two miles. I think it is three and a quarter. Three and a quarter miles with the rifle shot. Uh, what caliber was it? Uh, Four sixteen Barrett. Four sixteen Barrett. Okay, we're going to talk more about this six thousand twelve yard shot. Uh, Kelly witnessed out there during the shot show in Vegas this uh, this last January. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com and McMillanUSA.com. We'll be back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step 
and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. And you know that every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the good stuff afforded to Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful stalwart companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Line Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, then Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Now, after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course. One that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. And actually, I think he's got a great sale on 22 ammo right now. So you may want to check that out before uh, California goes totally bonkers and makes you get an ammo card in July. So stock up now. Buy early, buy often. Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. And joining me back here, I have Kelly McMillan. Kelly, a longtime friend of the show. Uh, good, good guy. I enjoy hanging out with him. But one of the things that... Uh, we're talking about now is Kelly was a witness during the SHOT Show in Vegas of a gentleman whose name was Paul what? Phillips. Paul Phillips. Paul Phillips and the GPGELR team taking a 6,012-yard shot with a 416 Barrett. Um, what was the scope on that? It was a 7x35 ATAC. 7x35 ATAC. That's a 9x4 scope. He right. had a McMillan stock on there? That's correct. And he was shooting cutting-edge bullets. Right. 
he also used the uh, TACOM uh, Delta and Charlie. Uh, it's the, the Charlie is a, a prism that fits just in front of the scope. The that, Charlie Terek, uh, yeah, yeah, the Charlie Terek, and then he also had the Delta, which is is an offset device that you put right in front of that that allows it to see down the side of the stock and the barrel, so that when you you get your uh, your barrel pitch at a pitch that you need to shoot six thousand yards, you wouldn't be able to see anything because you'd, you'd be, be looking, looking right, right through the barrel. barrel. Yeah. So, so I looked at that actually, excuse me, I took a look at that and I could see from uh, the video, just the angle because on the video, you know, he shoots and then he shoots again because conditions are perfect. You got to send a couple, right? Um, He shoots, he shoots again and then he gets up and the barrel on this gun is probably like at a 15 or 20 degree angle. Um, again, that's not a protractor. It's just looking at the gun. Like, holy cow, look at that. So your scope would be looking to get, because your your line of sight is straight, or should be straight. It depends on how much drinking you've done. But <laughs> your line of sight should be straight. And with that pitch of the barrel, you would be looking right through a one and a half inch diameter piece of steel. And that's going to... Yeah. That's going to be hard for your optics to cover. Now, one of the things you talked about was the Charlie Triac. That is a great invention for long-range shooting. The ELR community is, has been blessed with that invention. That guy is a pretty smart dude, and I know he's got some other stuff coming out. But it's it's like the old periscopes you had in the fourth grade, where you could look over a fence or, you know, it was in the back of Boy's Life. Mm-hmm. Your spy, and, and what it does is it hooks onto the front of the scope, um, with magnetics, hooks onto the same place, and it changes your field of view from your linear uh, optic straight through your scope. It actually raises it up, and it allows a lot more adjustment to be involved in, in the shooting game because the drop that has to be calculated for a 6,000-yard shot is, is amazing. There's, there's something, I think it was 650 minutes. <laughs> is that all? Yeah. <laughs> 650 minutes at 6,000 yards is what? Right. 3,600 feet? <laughs> Something silly like that. Max ordinance was 1,400 feet. That's what I wanted to get to. So, max ordinance, for those of you not familiar with what, what that term means, it's the highest point of the bullet flight before it descends onto the target. So, because immediately when a bullet leaves a barrel, it's dropping. Even though it's flying quickly, it's still dropping at the same rate of, of gravity. It has to go above your line of sight to drop back down to where your target is, is, uh, is uh, you're trying to hit your target. So this bullet left Earth, flew 1,400 feet high before it descended back, uh, <laughs> back onto a target, 1,400 exactly. feet. So if you're here in Southern California and you look at our local foothills, it flew half that height. Yeah, or you could shoot over like a, an eight-story building. A couple eight-story buildings, I think, at 1,400 feet. Yeah. 1,400 feet. So, yeah, that's 450 yards. Yeah, quarter of a mile. Yeah. Vertical. So how do you do your wind calls in the middle of the sky like that? Well, you know, that, that's what's really a problem. And one thing that I will tell you, I've been involved in the ELR community since day one. I went to the second um, King of Two Mile, and I noticed that 
nobody was shooting anything that was actually designed for what they were doing. And, and I thought, well, you know, that's, that's my fault. I need to design a stock that's specifically for these huge, long 38-inch barrels that are three inches in diameter at the, at the chamber. And uh, be able, I need to make something that would be able to support that kind of weight with those big actions and the big cartridges they're using. So that's when I developed the Beast, and and so far I, I came up with the Beast 2, which just basically transmits the recoil directly through the stock and through the center of the recoil pad so that the gun doesn't want to jump. It stays flat and comes straight back. Um, so the, the Beast 2 has been the, the most popular of the stocks because it really does help uh, tame some of the recoil and, and actually get, let you watch the bullet flight through the scope. Um, which is something that if you if you can see the bullet flight, you can see the trace, you're that much closer to knowing where that bullet is going and then how to make your adjustments to get on the target. If you can't see the impact, it doesn't put, you know, a 338 bullet or even a 375 bullet doesn't kick up a lot of dust when it hits the ground around the target. So sometimes they have a real hard time seeing the impact. They've they've come to the conclusion that the 416 and larger gives them an, an advantage of being able to see the impact and then make their adjustments to get on target. Because without being able to see your impact, you really have no idea where the bullet's hitting, so you don't have any idea of, of how to make an adjustment. And for those guys who have been to the King of Two Mile and shot their first five shots and couldn't, couldn't find the target, almost every time it was because they had no idea where the bullets were impacting. That's a little rough. Yeah. And, and, you know, the bullets coming down at those extreme ranges, they're passing through the transonic range. And some, you know, it's really weird. It's like the, the high BC, long, thin, VLD-style bullets are great till they hit that. And then they go wonkers. And they could go straight or they could go 100 yards to the right. Just depends on how they tumble out of that zone. So, you know, so people actually have special bullets for that. I know Dan Smichko over at Cutting Edge Bullets has designed some special stuff just for these particular shooters, which is amazing. Um, and they have a way to stabilize through that area. And it's really weird. You know, some of the spins are slower to able to do that. It's just the, the science behind it is amazing. And I know you guys are learning all the time. Sad thing is you almost need a spotter out there by the target. But seeing as a bullet could go 100 yards in any direction from your intended point? Well, I'll have to be honest, and it's something that, that we were very cognizant of. We had two guys downrange that were basically hidden from any any way that that bullet could come in. You also have to dig a hole for him, yeah. able to pass it on because there would be no way we could see impact um, from where we were, even though we had a camera. Um going and could watch the the camera what we what the camera could see but if it wasn't in that field of view there was there was just no luck of us seeing any of it so that that's pretty much and and when the bullet's coming down out there it's coming down almost vertical so as far as a splash is concerned it's coming straight down it'd be very little impact it's not like it's skipping with forward momentum um, you know just one more weird thing that happens out there at oh i don't know six thousand yards right well if you if you think about it the the bullet was, if you look at a clock face, the bullet was coming in from 2 o'clock and landing at 6 o'clock. So that's the angle. You, and you can do that on because a, a clock face or a watch face is pretty consistent. That angle is pretty consistent. And so in your mind, you can at least say, wow. What that does, though, and what people don't realize how amazing that feat was, 
if you took a camera and put it 15 feet above the ground and took a photograph of the um, target, which was 48 inches tall and 36 inches wide, or no, it was the other way around. It was 36 inches tall and 48 inches wide. If you took a picture of that, it would look like it was about eight inches wide, uh, tall, because when you get at that much of an angle, it's not like it has the right. entire target right. to hit because of the angle that it's coming in at. So, and if you and if you misjudge your range by three, you're going to miss. Exactly. It's just, yep. I mean, and the fact that... But we got to take a hard break target, here, Kelly. He had, he had five more shots that were within, you know... A quarter of a minute or a half a minute of angle of that target. It just wasn't on target. Right. We're going to have to uh, take a break here. We'll be right back. Philip Neyman, Firingland Radio Show, after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line break and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. I'm here with Kelly McMillan, McMillan USA, McMillan Stocks. Uh, absolutely fantastic company. If you're going to ha- restock your rifle, this is what you want to get on there. Uh, lots of different options to choose from and any different action that you want. But let me tell you a little story about Kelly McMillan. I didn't clear this with him, so we'll see if he fires me or not. But here's the way it goes. When I first read, I, I knew about the company, but I first read an article in the news years ago about how Kelly McMillan uh, was one of the first victims of Eric Holder's Operation Choke Point, where they used the financial services industry to try and strangle the, f- the firearms industry. Would that be a correct assessment or close enough there, Kelly? I think that's perfect. Okay. So Kelly was doing business, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was B of A? Right. Kelly was doing business with Bank of America at the time. He had a credit line. The Bank of America called up and said, that's it. You don't get any more credit. And for those of us who run small businesses, credit lines are essential. You go into it, you're buying your material, then when you sell it, you're paying it off. It's a flow. It helps you with the flow of your money. So it's an essential tool for those of us in small business. Um, It's one everybody sets up and has it available. Bank of America, without warning, yanked it from him and sent sent it into a bit of a financial tizzy, uh, trying to get that covered and squared away to the point where Kelly decided, I can't trust any of these bankers. I need to create my own credit card processing company and so forth. And he went down that road, which was awesome that he just 
I love the guy because he takes that kind of a stand. Like, you're not going to do this to me twice, right? This <laughs> Fool me once, my lookout. Fool me twice, your lookout. But I want to bring this up to those of you out there in the world of our listeners. Why would you do business with a company that is restricting your Second Amendment rights? Why, why would you bank a B of A? Look what they've done. Citibank does the same thing with their credit cards. Why would you deal with them? What about their subsidiaries? You know, Bank of America owns Merrill Lynch. Um, so what you're doing, the more business you give these people, you're giving them ammunition to buy bullets to shoot at you. How do they do that? They give money to people like Ocasio-Cortez or, you know, any of the Nancy Pelosi's. They help these people get reelected. Why would you do that? You need to vote for the Second Amendment, you need to vote with your dollars everywhere you can. And so if you know there's a company like that who is absolutely blatant, on board with Eric Holder and uh, choking out the firearms industry, you should pull it. Find somebody else. Don't, don't, don't be doing business like that because they are taking their profit and reinvesting it into politicians that are out there taking away your rights. Kelly, you have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I have to be honest. I didn't have uh, a choice. Bank of America said, we want you to find another bank. So it wasn't just that they took away my ability to, you know, finance my business, but they said, hey, we don't even want your business at all. And and the funny thing is, is that I had been a good customer for 12 years. I had two businesses that ran, you know, several million dollars through the accounts, both mm-hmm. the firearms company and the stock company and had a a line of credit for each of the companies. So I was, by anybody's stretch of the imagination, a good customer for them and a money-making customer for them because I used my line of credit the way you're supposed to use a line of credit, and they like those kind of customers. Right. So it wasn't because I wasn't paying my bills or I was late on bouncing checks or any of that. They just decided because I manufactured firearms, they didn't want my business. And so uh, they gave me... You know, until my uh, line of credit came due, uh, which happened to be about three months. This was in April. By September, I was gone. But um, it, it was it was really what happened after that that made me realize what was going on and that it wasn't a fluke. You know, they never once ever came out and said, well, they said, well, they, Kelly McMillan was confused. That wasn't what we meant. Well, they didn't say we didn't say it. They just said that wasn't what we meant. But, you know, the fact is, is that it was the government coercing them by threatening um, the FDIC into threatening them with sanctions if they didn't do what Eric Holder and and Obama wanted them to do. And I use their, their name personally because it was their program. Yep. They didn't put this through Congress. They didn't get any feedback from committees on it. The two of them sat down, figured this out, and and put it into play. So I hold them personally responsible. I would say the government, and they were in charge of the government at the time. But the fact is, is it was really Holder's and Obama's program. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, two two fantastic people. Um, Just so glad we had the ability to have them run run things for so long. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to get off that, but, but just, but something for you guys to think about, man, if you're still dealing with those people, move on, take, take your money. It's the only vote you have is where you spend your money. 
Take your money, go elsewhere. Don't don't hang out with that because that's absolutely crud. All right, we're going to switch off of that and talk to something fun. At SHOT Show this year, you guys had some new products out. So let's talk about them. Let's talk about the two different kinds of stocks you make, your fiberglass and your polymer, right? Okay, we'll talk about MC3 or, or McCube stocks. Uh, it's a company that I started a couple of years ago. I, I came to the conclusion that there's just a, a segment of the market that Macmillan was never going to be able to reach making stocks the way we do. And that's the entry level, the, the lower cost uh, stocks. There was just no way that we could compete with, with some of the other stocks that were on the market that were you know, selling for between you know, $200 and $500. Uh, so I decided that I think we had a, a really good opportunity to not only take some of that market share, but to change the way people look at plastic stocks. If you've been around anybody who's customized guns and who has some cursory knowledge about uh, synthetic stocks, you've probably heard the term um, Tupperware stocks. That's kind of been the standard uh, nomenclature people are using to indicate the stocks that are made out of plastic. And some of them are actually made out of uh, polypropylene, which is the stuff that Tupperware is made out and that's made of, and that's why they named it that. But you have to, you have to actually, you, term. Yeah, you have to actually burp it before you shoot it. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so either either polypropylene, nylon six, or nylon sixty six. Every stock on the market is made from one of those three materials. So, when I decided I wanted to make a polymer stock, I immediately went to uh, a polymer company and said, "I don't want to use these. I want to use something that's better." So, what can I put on this stock? What can I make this stock out of that's going to be better in every way? than the materials that they're using. And we came up with a material we call Xenolite. It's, um, it's the only stock on the market using this particular polymer. It's long glass filled, and we have a version that is long carbon fiber filled so that we actually offer them in, in two different uh, configurations, either standard glass or carbon fiber, which is stiffer and, and lighter. So you have your options, and, and you don't get that in any other plastic stock. The carbon's also, a new, the carbon option's a new option, isn't it? It is, and, and that's something that you know we knew we were going to do all along. What we wanted to do is make sure that we got the molds right and that the products that came out of them were exactly what we wanted. And in order to make it something that people could recognize as a Macmillan, we used our Macmillan A5 as the pattern for our legend, which is the tactical stock, and we used the Game Scout as the pattern for our tradition, which is the hunting stock. Those are two great patterns. I have, uh, I have both. I like them. Yep, our two best-selling patterns in tactical and hunting. Okay, and then so with the carbon fiber, because now on the legend, the legend is a big beefy stock. It'd be great for PRS, somebody who's getting into long range shooting, you know, who doesn't mind having a stout rifle and a big solid platform. Um, so it's a little bit on the on the heavier side, but it is extremely rigid. What kind of weight are we looking at with the carbon? Um, it, it saves about eight ounces, about a half a pound. So it goes from about, um, depending on whether you've got the adjustable spacer system and cheek piece on it, as well as, um, you know, uh, flush cups and sling swivel studs, uh, it weighs in at about uh, four pounds, 12 ounces um, in fiberglass and about four and a quarter pounds 
uh, in graphite. Very good. And again, so those those are uh, lower price stocks that have all the features. The adjustable cheek piece, especially if you're getting into long range shooting with the bigger scopes, it's a must. That or you're going to be, you know, wrapping towels around it just <laughs> with duct tape to get your head in the right position. So there, yeah, that's something the Marine Corps taught us. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, you want to make sure that you get that taken care of, folks. This is Philip Naiman. We're going to take a quick break here. Come back, talk about some great stuff that's going on with uh, with Kelly. Uh, not only just what he's announcing at Shot Show, but some of the fun things and some fun stuff going on in Arizona. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check out McMillanUSA.com for Kelly McMillan stocks, and we'll be back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at firinglineradio.com where you can get the podcasts for free. Actually, they're... They're 100 bucks a piece, but if you sign up this week, it's for free. How's that? Okay, maybe they're free all the time, but doesn't mean you shouldn't sign up. Also, we have a YouTube channel, uh, which strangely enough is under the name Firing Line Radio Show. So we're trying to put our podcasts up there, some of the hunting videos and stuff that we've done. It's a lot of fun, and uh, my technical skills on that suck, so just bear with me as we learn together how to get that coming coming on. Joining me back here on the show, I have Kelly McMillan, Kelly McMillan, owner of McMillan Stocks, McMillanUSA.com, talking about some of the newer products he has, uh, the McCube stock, MC3, which is a polymer, uh, very solid, you know, quality plastic polymer-based stock with, a, with all the features you want, flush cups for your sling swivels, adjustable cheek pieces. It's got the A5 stock configuration, which is great if you're going to be shooting prone. It's got a great pistol grip. If you want the hunting version, he has a very popular Game Scout version on that. Both very, very top-notch design stocks. But you had another one that you came out with, Kelly, for a specific segment of the market. It's called your A10, right? Yeah, and that was something that my daughter came to me and and. I have an employee, Regina Milkovich, who's the number one female PRS shooter in the country. And uh, they both came to me and they said, hey, you know, because I've actually made stocks for Regina where I set the inletting for the action a half inch farther back than it's designed to be. And then we had to build up the tang. But she likes it. uh, Being a female with a smaller hand, she likes to have her trigger finger at 90 degrees. Um, and so that's what it took. Well, I said, hey, you know, 
instead of having to modify all these stocks every time we want to make a stock for you or a woman or a youth, why don't we just design one? So I taxed her and my daughter, Brittany, who is our uh, uh, general manager here, uh, to come up with a design that they think that would work for PRS. Uh, Brittany has been supporting a lot of PRS matches, learning to shoot and competing. So um, it was a great combination of, of two minds coming up with a, a really great stock. And so what it does is it, it shortens the distance between the pistol grip and the trigger for all those people who have smaller hands, including guys. As a matter of fact, gave it to Frank Galley, and if anybody knows long-range shooting, knows Frank Galley and Sniper's Hide. Um, not the biggest guy you'd ever met, but they, he said, hey, this is perfect for my hands. So, uh, you know, guys that are a little bit shorter and have small hands, it, it, it's perfect for them. And it's a tactical stock, so it would, it's perfect for PRS or just regular um, shooting at the range, but um, designed basically for people that are a little bit smaller. And and, uh, and youths. So one of the things that's that's interesting about so on this particular stock, Obviously, the length of pull, you have spacers, so that's always adjustable. Or, right. you know, if it wasn't any spacer, somebody could cut for the length of pull. But what you're talking about is really where your hand goes. On an A3, A5, you have the vertical grip. And if it's your hand is farther back from the trigger, you may end up kind of stretching with your trigger finger if you have smaller hands. So you've actually moved the entire action back into that and redesigned it so that it's a much more comfortable fit. Like I said, for uh, Regina, her trigger fingers at 90 degrees, which is where it should be, right? That's proper shooting technique. So she can pull straight back and not, not cant or push the rifle any one direction because her finger's out of alignment. That's an interesting choice there, Kelly. Well done. Well, thanks. And I think it's going to be real popular among the junior shooters, too, because uh, in order for them to really perform at their best, they really need something that was designed specifically for them or that fits them the way a gun should fit. And this will be a chance for them to get that. Yeah, very good. So I'm going to switch switch uh, switch up on you here because one of your passions, and we don't talk a lot about it here on the on the show because it's it's a passion of mine. But I have so many, it's like I'm schizophrenic about the things I want to talk about. Um, I, I am. I'm schizophrenic, and so am I. But <clears throat> you like to do bird hunting, and you've recently uh, acquired a pup. Tell us about this. Well, you know, I have to admit that that it was my wife's um, choice, and as a matter of fact, she did all the research on the breed and what she wanted and what she wanted in a dog, and, and her original thought was, I want to do field trials with it with him. And so I want a dog that will keep me active and get me out, force me to get outside and be active and do something outside, which is she likes. Uh, so she picked a French Brittany. Um, most people are uh, familiar with American Brittany's. They're usually orange and white or liver and white, um, have a, a, a short coat in most of the body, but have some fringe on their legs and, and uh, their chest that, where the hair's a little bit longer. And I found since I, I got my pup, uh, that's to protect them because, uh, man, when he's out hunting, he'll crash through anything trying to get to wherever that scent's coming from. So he's uh, not very likely to run around a bush when he can go through it or over it. <laughs> I actually got to hunt behind an American Brittany about two weeks ago at the Etiwanda Gun Club. at uh, Beautiful dogs. Really, he, he, he did a great job. His name was Tat. And that's because when he was born, he was the runt of the litter, and they just said they didn't have a this for Tat. So. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's how he got his name. 
Well, the uh, French Britneys are a little bit smaller than the Americans. The Americans have been bred to be a little bit taller and uh, uh, more closely uh, the size of a, a German short hair pointer, which are, are some of the most popular pointing dogs. Right. But uh, Britneys of, of all kinds are pointers, but they're also bird dogs. They've got web feet, so they'll swim. And uh, they, they're they great for retrieving as well. So they call them a utility breed. Uh, one of the dogs that you can get to do anything that you, you train them to. Uh, for the, the most of the, that reason is because they just love to please. They're really people pe- dogs. I've never seen a dog who connected with people the way that this one does. And I've had dogs all my life. Very good. What's his name? Nash in Nashville. Very good. Uh, funny thing about the uh, French Brittany uh, AKC club is that they have to name the dog with a name that starts with the month that he was born in. So we had no choice. He was born in November, so we had to pick an in. And we like Nashville, and we call him Nash for short. And uh, seems to be a real popular name. Everybody seems to like it. Well, thanks for for uh, not calling him Naaman. You know that ends with the N. And then I just got well, the couch, that, Naaman. I'll save that for the second one. Run away, Naaman. Get out of here. Don't do that on the lawn, Naaman. Yeah, I'm, I was glad you didn't change. <laughs> Thanks for not using that one. You know, I love to hunt, and everybody's asked me, why are you a bird hunting? You know, you don't even make shotgun stocks. And I said, well, you know, this is something that's not business-related, and I don't have to worry about it. There's no pressure to perform and, and for business, and it's strictly for me to get out with my guy. Uh, you know, we've been uh, quail hunting for the last three or four weeks. I took him on a, a, a pheasant hunt to Kansas for his first pheasant hunt. Um, back in December when he was just barely a year old and uh, he pointed a bunch and, and he had two retrieves that were over a quarter of a mile each. Uh, the first time I just thought he didn't know what he was doing and he was just chasing a bird that was flying and when five minutes later he came back with him in his mouth I said, oh, I shouldn't have been so worried I guess. So, yeah, But you know, it's just fun. It's, it, it's a connection that you have with the dog that you don't get any other way. Uh, bird hunting's always fun, but when it's your dog and you're working with him and he's working with you, it, it's something that's just uh, I can't I can't describe it. It's one no. of the most unique opportunities I've ever had. No, hunting behind a great dog is an unbelievable treat, and you just get to watch him. Oh, by the way, guys, if you're hunting with Kelly and uh, you know the the quail gets up and you knock it down, don't be offended when the dog brings your bird to Kelly. That's just the way. <laughs> that's what they're trained to do. I got a story from my trainer who said he trained the guy's uh, uh, dog for him, and it, it was his friend, and they hunted together a lot. And any time that Todd was hunting with him, his dog would bring the bird to Todd. Yep. When he wasn't, he would bring him to the his master every time. But when Todd was there, he would bring the bird to Todd because Todd was the one who trained him. So the good news is you don't have to carry all the birds all the day. Carry a, Kelly has to exactly. carry them all day long, right? Oh, that's awesome. And and it is it's a it's a special event to watch these dogs work in the field. They are trained so well. They're so intelligent. Their stamina is amazing. I mean, they're running all over the place. You're just walking behind them and they're running and they're smart enough they find a quail. We we actually had one point about 15 feet away. She, she got the scent for a chucker and she was just pointing in the right direction. But we didn't realize how far out the bird was that she'd actually caught the scent that far back. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really amazing what they can do. And they're a good dog is a pleasure to watch. If you're out there with somebody who doesn't have a good dog, well, that's a long day. <laughs> well, we sent Nash to a trainer. He, he spent 
at six months old, we sent him to the trainer. He spent three months yeah. with the trainer up in the White Mountains where it was cool so they could train every day. And uh, he got six months of tr- or three months of training, uh, unlike you could get any other way. You know, if you don't send your dog off to where that guy can work with him every single day, yep. you're just not going to make the progress that he made. And so at a year old, he knew enough to understand what he was supposed to be doing, um, how to point, how to, to, uh, I'm not asking him to flush cause I don't, I don't want my dog to flush. I'll do the flushing. Yep. But, but, uh, once the, the gun goes off, he's after the bird to, to bring him back. That's awesome. Hey folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. I want to thank my special guest, Kelly McMillan, for joining me. Kelly, thank you so much. And thank you for all you do and enjoy your pup, man. It sounds like a great fun. Well, thanks. It's been my pleasure to be on your show. It's always a great time. And, uh, Anytime you, you need somebody to fill some time, I'll be happy to come on. <laughs> You're not filling time. You're an awesome guest. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all next weekend. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Philip Naiman, and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.